Welcome to the Pod Fast Foodcast. Podcast about fast food. I'm Ryan. <laughs> and I'm Steven. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, on this show, every week on Tuesday, yep. we go to a different fast food location. Restaurant. 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 Place we go to, we go to fast P-O-I. food restaurants, not locations. We go to restaurants, and they usually, they usually are fast food. Yep. Though sometimes, who knows what that word means? Is this even a fast food place? I don't know. That's that's a great question. That's a that is an excellent question. I think this is more like a shop. Mm, we'll get into it. Uh, where did we go this week, dude? Get into it now. <laughs> yes, Crumble. We went to Crumble Cookie, Cookies, Crumble Cookies, Crumble Cookies. What? But Rye, it's spelled without the e. Because it's cool. Yeah, so this is, it's like millennial core. It's like modern app. Exactly. So for those that don't know, a, a, a bakery, I guess, is what you would call this, right? A franchise chain bakery. Yeah, yeah. Does that make, does that, does that yes. make sense? So, yeah, this is like a cool, trendy, like newer cookie, cookie place. <laughs> place to get cookies. Cookie shop. Like I'm saying, with a P, like two P's and one E. Yes. And they sell cookies. They sell cookies. Their whole thing is is that they do a rotating menu, right? They offer a variety of different cookies. They have other stuff, right? They'll do like ice cream or drinks and things like that, right? Yeah, I know they do drinks. Not their specialty. Well, yeah, I, I'm seeing here that they'll do like half oh, a pint do. of ice cream. Yeah. So they've got some other stuff, but the focus here is cookies, and it's a rotating menu. We tried them. We tried them. We tried the array yes. that they had on on offer. Most of them. They're big cookies. Yeah, so if you look at this menu and you're not familiar, you might be alarmed because they're expensive cookies. Yeah. So, like, right in the middle, and this is kind of, I, I would say, the standard. So there's six flavors a week. So the six pack box would I you know be like the ideal order. That's twenty one dollars yeah. and fifty cents of your hard earned money. So that's like a little over like three bucks a cookie, right? Not quite like three fifty a piece. Yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's expensive, but they're big. And the way that I would describe kind of their business model being sort of trendy, grammable, and things like that. These are meant to be shared, wouldn't yeah, you so say? They even sell on their menu a cookie cutter, which is not to cut into fun shapes. It is it slices a cookie into four quadrants. And while we didn't get the cookie cutter today, that is how we ate them. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I and b- before we even get into the flavors, I could not imagine just sitting down and eating one of these. That's way too much cookie. It is a different thing. Yes. Yeah. To put that into perspective yeah. for people, because, you know, your standard cookie, you know, you, you eat one, maybe a second one, you know, your standard, like, yeah, nice cookie, quote unquote. Uh, these, that is not the case. Like eating these one whole thick. of these. Yes. They're thick. They're heavy. They're, and they're usually a lot because the flavors are pretty interesting, unique. And and speaking of that thickness, you you described them as almost cake like, which I feel like is definitely going to come up once we get into what we thought about these things. Yes. All right. So how about we go through the flavors? Like we said, rotating menu, 
So let's start at the top with like your most basic straightforward one. Uh, this week they have a semi-sweet chocolate chunk cookie, which they yes. describe as chocolate chip, but make it chunky. A delicious cookie filled with irresistible semi-sweet chocolate chunks and a sprinkle of flaky sea salt. This is the standard cookie this week. Mm-hmm. And we uh, we looked through sort of their rotating menu like week by week. You can you can find this online. It seems like a a mil- a milk chocolate chip is usually a staple on this menu, mm-hmm. but not this week. Yes, and from what I've gathered and what I remember, because I've, I've had this place in the past, mm-hmm. is is that the typical there's usually two flavors that remain pretty consistent: the milk chocolate chip and the classic pink sugar cookie. Now the the pink sugar cookie has come on and off the menu. It's mostly on. But they, they they removed it as the forever staple that it once was. But the milk chocolate pretty much is. But this week they're doing a semi sweet. Yep. And there doesn't seem to be like a stand in really for that pink sugar cookie this week. Yeah. Okay. So next up we've got the honey bun, a delicious, rich cinnamon cookie smothered with a honey butter glaze. This was a unique one. Mm-hmm. I've never had a cookie like this. No, it's yeah. Like, of course, you've had, like, cinnamon on your cookies if you've had, like, uh, what do you call those, snickerdoodles or something like that. Right. But this is trying trying to replicate the honey bun, and visually, it looks exactly like one. Yes. Identical. The classic swirl on top and everything. Like, if you don't look at it from, like, the side profile where you would go, that's a cookie. If you look at it from the top on, it just looks like a honey bun. Pretty unique. Next, we've got the chocolate crumb featuring Oreos. Nice. A rich chocolate cookie made with Oreo cookie pieces topped with smooth vanilla cream cheese frosting and a sprinkle of even more Oreo cookie pieces. Official Oreo. Yes. None of that, none of that cheap chocolate cream cookie branding. This mm-hmm. is Oreo. Not your generic cookies and cream that you can find at any run-of-the-mill place. Hell no. But I feel like I feel like Oreo is pretty lenient with giving out that 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 naming. That is true. And then, so we both tried all three of those, and then the, then we had one more. We we got one of each, but we did not try all of these because that would be too much cookie. The next one is the peanut butter crisp, featuring Butterfinger. Once again, they got the trademark branding a rich cookie bursting with creamy peanut butter melted chocolate and crunchy butterfinger pieces and right how about you round off with these last two the two that uh that we didn't try we've got cookie butter white chip featuring biscoff which is a warm cookie butter cookie that's what it says yes packed with biscoff cookie pieces and creamy white chips so kind of like a white chocolate and uh the biscoff is a little cookie in there Cookie in a cookie. This was like Synergy Week over at Crumble. Seriously. Really promoting all their good brands. Yeah. And we've got Lemon Cream Pie, which is a sugar cookie with a lemon cream pie-inspired filling topped with whipped cream and a fresh slice of lemon. And this is one of their chilled cookies. So most of these are sort of warm. Mm-hmm. This is one of the ones that is cold. And it's it seemed pretty unique. That seemed like a pretty cool cookie. It it is similar kind of to the Oreo one where it has a very heavy layer of like icing on top of it. 
Yeah, and I and I would say it's also similar to the honey bun one, where looking from a top, this looks like a pie. That's a good it's point. Kind of, you know, it's got like you know the ridge around it, like a pie crust, and all uh-huh. the filling on top. And the the sliced lemon on the top. Beautiful. Pretty package. Yeah, visually these all look quite nice. Like opening yes. up the box and getting the look at all of them, it was like okay, this is visually you can see. I mentioned this earlier, like for Instagram and things like that. I feel like that's kind of the target audience. Yes. Yeah. All right. So now that we got that out of the way, Rye, what did you think? What did you think of these cookies? Um. And how do you want to go about this? You know, like one at a time, general thoughts, whatever you're feeling. Well, I'm going to start off with my general thoughts. Okay. To all To talk to all of them. I feel, you know, and I, I think this fits right at home in our podcast when we talk about fast food. And oftentimes we talk about how, like, uh, any re- any of these fast food restaurants is a different thing than what they're trying to imitate. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about Taco Bell and how it's imitating Tex-Mex. Well, I don't think it's a good example of that, but it's, it's good at being its own thing. Yeah. I kind of feel that with crumble cookies. If I want cookies, this is not what I want. But if I wanted crumble, this this is exactly what I would want. They're a weird in between between cake and cookie. They're they're very interesting flavors. It's it's definitely a fun social thing. They they sell four packs and they also sell individual cookies. I don't see the point in those to me. I I, I get it. I but I don't know. And you can just pick. You can get four of the same cookie. You can get six of the same cookie. Sure. If you wanted it you know, six, a half dozen chocolate chip cookies. They'll give that to you. I don't get that. I don't see the point in that. I see this as like, you get you get the default, the sixth order of the week. You try that with some friends. If you wanted a batch of chocolate chip cookies, there are places that can do that better for you, cheaper for you, yes. more efficient, like better sizing so they don't have to cut them up. Like there are places that'll do that thing better. Yes. But nobody is like you you would be more hard pressed to find somebody doing what crumble is doing other than at that point something that isn't a chain or whatever right just like right. a bespoke bakery like a local bakery yeah yes but the cookie stuff is really interesting and putting it into a cookie form factor is interesting mm-hmm. you know both looking at this week but even in the past they've done even more unique flavors i think that that is way more interesting do you want to name off a couple that that stand out to you let me, let me pull it up I'm looking here, fruit, fruit pizza. Fruit pizza, which <laughs> I, I had that one. That was that was available the last time that I went. Oh yeah, ago. it was pretty interesting. Like a cold cookie, it's got all the, the you know the the fresh fruit on top of it. What what kind of fruit did it have? It's been a while. I believe it was. I, I remember there being blueberries and strawberry on mm-hmm. on top, like a waffle. This one's just called waffle. That's neat. <laughs> uh, I think banana the fruit bread. Ones are, the fruit ones are pretty interesting. Banana bread. Buckeye brownie. Mom's recipe. That one's probably a cookie. Yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. Raspberry butter cake, lemon cheesecake, you know, cotton candy, carrot cake. They've got all kinds. They've got all kinds. Mallow cream featuring Lucky Charms. Interesting. I'm glad that wasn't there this week. Dang. Not a fan. We should get a cereal week going. (laughs) And so I think, like, 
that those to me are definitely way more interesting than like say the chocolate chunk or like the sugar cookie because mm-hmm. like that stuff you're not gonna get anywhere else uh, not at these other cookie places or other places that would have cookies yeah i think that this place um you know kind of became what it is and expanded pretty rapidly this place became pretty big during the pandemic right yes so i i i kind of want to touch on that because I, I think it's it's neat mm-hmm. uh the covid19 um, pandemic yeah. and all of the things that happened because of it <laughs> Uh, I don't think I don't know for sure, so don't don't fact check on this. This got to be the newest company that we've talked about. Twenty seventeen is when this was founded. Founded in twenty seventeen. Only six years ago. Now, what's crazy is twenty seventeen already eight hundred and fifty stores. Nuts. <laughs> which is which is a shitload. <laughs> During the COVID nineteen pandemic, they expanded to a hundred locations by twenty twenty. Hundred forty nine twenty twenty one. Over three hundred by the end of twenty twenty one. They keep on growing, dude. Mm-hmm. These are just popping up everywhere, and they have done so through social media. Mm-hmm. That is that is their key. That is their source of marketing. That is that is where they maintain their strongest presence. They're all on social media. They're all on the app, TikTok, Instagram, probably being yes. the main ones. Yeah, uh, and I will say like this: uh, you can see this as the end user because like going there is is like a very uh, how do I say this? Advanced experience. What do you mean? They've they've got a good app and they've got a good process, and okay. their app gives you a lot of options. They have curbside pickup, which like yeah, a lot of the other fast food places do that now. But like, I, I feel this is this feels a little smaller, and it's cool that they have that. And it's all pretty robust. Their their mobile app experience is is, is very is very good, mm-hmm. and it's all tied into your phone number, which I like. And it's all, it's got all your multi-factor authentication. I picked up on all this as I was ordering these cookies. Mm-hmm. I was a, I was a big fan. So like the experience they they have figured out. Yes. And that's something I I, I feel like that's true of like the the, the mega giants in the fast food game, mm-hmm. but not like those B tier restaurants. I mean they they always have a pretty bad mobile app. Yeah. But I I think Crumble's got a good one. Okay, so so to get back to the cookies and to just kind of give my general thoughts as well, I, I would just start to build off of the cake esque factor that we've that we've referenced. This is a very soft cookie. This is yeah. this is going for that style of cookie, and for me, it left something to be desired. I think it works better in some situations than others, but I think okay. For instance, we started with the classic chocolate chip one. Which this week, like we said, was the semi-sweet chocolate chunk. Right away, I found this one to be a little disappointing because of how soft and gooey it is, for lack of a better term. It felt like something that you could kind of get anywhere. It didn't yes. It didn't feel like that. To me, like that really nice, really well-made, high-quality chocolate chip cookie. You want that nice shell texture on the outside that nice crispy texture on the outside and then you want it to be soft in the middle to me that's like the perfect cookie Mm -hmm. this is not going for that you know what i'm saying like it has a slight uh crust around the edge but this is this is a very doughy you know you chew right through it experience and that was immediately like okay i see what they're doing here and like what their style is 
but that that to me that doesn't stand out as like a classic well done cookie yeah but then and and so now that i can just build off into the other ones we tried it worked better in some spots than others i i i thought that the that the chocolate chunk one left a little to be desired, and I thought that the Butterfinger peanut butter crisp one left a little be to be desired. Where I thought it worked better was with something like the honey bun or the Oreo cookie, mm-hmm. where it then segues into effectively cake mode, and it can become sort of its own thing. Because I thought that the honey bun cookie was like very unique, and I had never had anything like that. They've taken the classic experience of a honey bun a cinnamon bun or whatever and and made it into something with a completely different texture that i thought yeah. worked that i thought worked on the whole and and a similar thing happened with the oreo that was that was the the, the strongest feeling i had of just like the different the the unique texture like if i was eating a cookie it reminds me of like the flavored lace chips oh yeah get, yeah like yeah. uh their unique flavors like they have like a blt chip and you bite into it tastes exactly like a blt but you're eating the potato chip mm-hmm. that's what it reminded me of but also it looks like the honey bun as well which i thought was cool yes yes the, the oreo one was kind of nuts and in my opinion was the best one that thing will knock your knock you on your behind with flavor it is so much it like you think like a double stuffed oreo is a lot this thing it's like you know, one of their large cookies, the entire thing is covered in a cookie-sized layer of, like, effectively Oreo cream, but, like, enhanced edition. It was it's very overwhelming with sweetness and Oreo flavor. It was a lot. What did, what did you think of these individually? Um, I felt pretty similar about the, the chocolate chunk one. I, it was just kind of boring. Um, pretty standard cookie. But I, I do kind of agree on on wanting the crispy edges or the whole the the out, crispy outside the soft inside. I sometimes I like a soft cookie. I think when they become too big, it becomes too much. Yeah, and it becomes mm-hmm. way too doughy, and and that's kind of where I think this falls into. You had compared it while we were eating them to Subway's chocolate chip cookies. Yes. I, and I think I agree it's Subway or, or one of the sandwich places has a very soft cookie. That's think similar. Penn Station? Yeah. Yeah. I don't Penn know. Penn Station who. does like that big, thick chocolate chip cookie. This is what it reminds me a lot of. It's a very gooey chocolate with the very thick, doughy cookie. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. I will say I, I couldn't tell you that this was semi-sweet based on just the taste. Me neither. But I've never been too picky about that kind of thing. I don't know. I know some people are. It just tastes like in terms of like profile, it was just sort of your standard chocolate chip cookie. I didn't really notice much of a difference. Yeah. Had that uh, classic I, saltiness too. I felt pretty similar about the peanut butter crisp one. Mm-hmm. Just the, the texture is pretty similar and the flavor. It's pretty yeah. standard stuff. Yep. The honey bun one is probably my favorite of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know me, I love a honey bun. <laughs> a hostess honey bun, a little Debbie honey bun. Everybody knows this about you. I used to be a big, bigger fan than I am today. I had to hone it back because that stuff's not good for you, I learned. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> honey bun is awesome. This tastes awesome. The texture was... was it, it, I feel like that, that very soft, doughy taste can work better on other form, you know, other with other flavors. Yeah. Such as the honey bun. 
I just like eating a honey bun, but I mean a cookie at the same time. It's got a great cinnamon, honey butter flavor. I, I like the honey bun. Uh, the chocolate crumb featuring Oreo was definitely a lot. It was pretty good. Uh, the the thing I would say that I'm per this is to personal taste. Mm-hmm. The cream cheese frosting. What? <laughs> Bro. Emphasis on the cream cheese. I mean, I just I like it, but I don't love it. What? It's all right. Another um, another mind blowing revelation on this show. You knew I, this I knew this. Me. I knew this. I'm saying for the listeners, that's such a beloved I, flavor in desserts. Yeah, I, I'm not the biggest fan of like plain cream cheese normally. Yeah, but so this is a plain cream cheese. Sometimes this is... I like it, but no, I'm, I'm building. I'm building up to when it's in, used in sweet stuff. I usually don't love it. It's not my favorite. That's all it is. It's just not my favorite. Uh, it's definitely, I can tell, it's the first thing I tasted and I was like, oh, okay, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> but, you know, I am a sucker for cookies and cream, so it was still good. I mean, yeah, definitely a flavor blast. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. I don't, uh, you seem like, I'm looking at you right now, you seem like a man that I do not need to ask if he's eaten two honey buns at the same time. So I think I'm going to ask you the question, <laughs> Ryan, have you ever eaten three or more honey buns at the same time? Are you saying at the same time, like stacked on top of each other or in the same no, sitting? No, 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 no. Same sitting. Same sitting. Three or more. Because I've probably eaten two. And I'm not saying I have ever done I've def- this. Like, I've definitely eaten two. I don't think I've done this often or with any regularity, but at some point in my life, I bet I've eaten two. I'm 100% eating three in a day. I don't know about <laughs> three in a sitting. Yeah, I don't know about three in a sitting. I used to love, same company would sell Boston cream pies, which is what they called mm-hmm. them, but it wasn't yeah. like custard inside. It was just, it was a honey bun shaped thing stuffed with white filling on top of the chocolate frosting. I don't think I've ever had that. That was awesome. I would get those. At my old job, when I worked at Mark's, I would get those my break every day. <laughs> not every day. I shouldn't. That wasn't. That's not true. <laughs> those were awesome. So I, I've got to say, I feel like the thought of eating a honey bun right now is going to provide a great segue to my next point about crumble cookies. <laughs> right now, the idea of eating a honey bun makes me very nauseous and queasy. And that's mostly because after we ate these, I have been feeling very nauseous and queasy. Yeah, I think that cutting them into fourths is a scam and should not be the way to go. When I had these the last time, we cut them into sixths. Oh, yeah. Or so. It was a little triangle piece. Yeah. And did, I, you, uh, did you just use like, a, what do you call it, like the cutter for like an apple or something like that? That would have been smart. <laughs> Genius. That is the way to go. You end up with one full cookie essentially at that point. Uh, with you know the different all in one uh fourths is too much well we cut it into fourths and we had four cookies so we effectively did eat one cookie (laughs) yeah yeah well you just had dinner i don't know i think this would have happened no matter what this is probably the most concentrated amount of sugar that i've eaten in one sitting in quite some time that was too much for me it's a lot these are heavy. They are dense. When we say dense, I mean, you don't get much more dense than this, right? In cookie no. form vector, like you would need to find a cake to get denser than this. You would, because that's essentially what these are. Yeah. 
Yeah, that is it is a lot. I and I'm just like it's kind of funny. Like I can't imagine just sitting down, knife and fork, and eating one of these. That seems crazy to me. That is nuts. I know people gotta be doing that, but sure. It's very odd. I could not do that. Personally, I could no. not just sit down, just eat like sampling these, doing it with you, you know, the the, the shared experience. Like, okay, yeah, that like that makes sense. But to just sit down and be like, all right, let's let's go to town. It it it, it doesn't that doesn't compute for me. It doesn't fit with the style here, like what they're going for. No. It, yeah. And to, to, to round off the form and, you know, taking a look at the menu here. So we so we mentioned, did we mention that they can also go up to 12? So you can do four, a box of four cookies, a box of six cookies, a box of 12 cookies. Okay. And then, of course, and then, of course, you can get one. Yeah. Did you know you could do a taste weekly subscription where you regularly schedule fresh baked cookies to pick up every week wow. and just schedule it? Wow. Pretty neat. That's pretty neat. You uh, you looking to sign up? Um, uh, no, no, I'm all right. Ryan, did you know that uh, a few weeks ago, NBA basketball player Tobias Harris joked, and I quote, "Casual Sixers fans, they'll trade me for a crumble cookie." In reference to people speculating about a trade of Tobias Harris to one of the 29 other teams in the NBA, basketball corner. <laughs> we're back it snuck up on you i did this is exciting tobias harris said this why tobias harris tobias harris the thing that i always think about when i think about tobias harris <laughs> is is that at the end of this season tobias harris <laughs> will have made 200 million dollars playing basketball which is one-fifth of $1 billion. It sure is. That's a lot of money. Do you think he's worth it? For a player that, to be charitable, no one has ever heard of. Unless you're a basketball fan. Yes. Like, there is no yeah, instance where, like, a casual basketball fan, unless they were a Sixers fan, or just, like, a normal person that doesn't follow basketball would have ever heard of him. And he's made $200 million playing basketball. It's pretty crazy. So he's 30. No all-star appearances. Yep. I didn't realize that. I mean, it makes sense when you think about it. And I don't think he's ever been, like, close, close. He's been one of those guys where it was like, ah, okay, on the short list of, like. Yeah. But there were probably usually, like, four or five guys above him that you would think would you would rather. Like, yeah, never been an all-star. You know, never won a championship. Uh, you know, you and me, we like to look at a website called basketballreference.com, which will, uh, in the top right-hand corner of, like, every, like, player's individual page, it will sort of collect that player's accolades and, like, achievements, like All-Stars, Championships, All-NBA, Defensive Player of the Year, things like that, Rookie of the Year. Tobias yeah. Harris, notably, has none. N- n- like, nothing. Zero. It's kind of hard to find that. Like, not even, like, an all-rookie team or something like that, yeah. which is usually how people sneak one in. No, nothing. Right, what do you think what do you think about Tobias Harris? What 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 comes into your mind when you think about him? Alright, here's 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 my Tobias Harris short history lesson. Yep. I remember I knew who he was when he played in Detroit, and I was like, that's an alright player. It's one of those guys. Which that was probably like what, like six years ago, six, seven years ago? Yeah. Yeah. 
I always thought of it, you know, he, he's like, I always thought of him as a wing. I'm learning that he wasn't. No, 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 he at, was. At the he time. Is. Kind of. No, he, no, he's a wing. He's, he's like. But he's, he, he's shorter for a four. He's like 6'8". Yeah, I but I would consider like six eight is like your classic like three four small forward yeah. power forward. I, I consider him a wing. He can shoot the basketball. I liked him in two K for this reason, because that's the kind of guy I need. So he was in Detroit right when you started getting into basketball and started playing the video game NBA two K. Yeah, two K seventeen specifically. A great game, and that was my that's my kind of guy, right? I like yeah. star guards, and I like wings that can shoot threes. Yes. Those are two things that are really important for me. Because when you press the pass button, you want to make sure <laughs> that you can immediately start shooting the three-pointer without having to think about it. All right. Um, and then I remember, I remember get him getting traded. Mm-hmm. Or, well, he signed, right? We just went over this. I don't think he's ever signed with the team. I think he's always been traded. He was traded to Philly. I remember this. That was a little later. So you went from Detroit to the Clippers, but then to Philly. But yes, but he's been on the Sixers for the last five years. He's been there for a long time now. I remember when that happened, I was like, oh my God, it's over. (gasps) And this this links right in with our other basketball corner because Fultz is there now. No. Fultz, Simmons, Embiid, Tobias Harris. It's over. I thought the league was over. I thought this would be the best team ever. Not actually, but I thought it'd be a really good team. And um, he's been in the playoffs a lot, a decent amount, like six times. And he's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this, so that season for the for the Sixers, that was sort of their second move. Their first one was is that they traded for Jimmy Butler, who was a very very good player, an even better player than Tobias Harris. People, if you're even a mild basketball fan, you might know of Jimmy Butler because this season. He led his team to a finals appearance. Which is cool. Yes, but and that team was not the Sixers. It was the Heat. Yeah. Because Jimmy Butler left. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Tobias Harris is fine. Yeah, so this is the thing. This The typical basketball fan thinks of Tobias Harris and they think the word's overpaid. That's what they think of. Yes. This is not Tobias Harris's fault in any way, shape, or form. The Sixers no. gave him a very big contract. Tobias Harris is pretty much the definition of a quote-unquote good basketball player. He's not great or elite or whatever. He's not an all-star. He's just a very good player. He's just he's always been good. He's a good, solid player that, like you said, good size and can shoot and isn't a liability defensively. And he's a great example of one of those guys where it's just like, for him, right place, right time. Yes. The team could not afford to lose him. Yeah. So they have to pay him because otherwise he's going to get that money from a bad team. Yeah. Couldn't replace him. If they they didn't sign Harris, who could they get that would be as good as him? Well, the answer is they couldn't. (laughs) So. Yes. So he's definitely at that level above Mm -hmm. whatever a replacement player would be. Yeah. Now, he said this. Because there were rumors he was going to be traded. Uh-huh. And the Sixers were asking for... Too much. A lot. Yeah. And the Philly fans were like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and then Toby, as some might call him, got a little cheeky when he said... Yeah. Them Sixers fans. <laughs> they'd trade me for anything. 
even a crumble cookie. If I was a GM of a team in the NBA, I would trade one crumble cookie for Tobias Harris because that's a good deal. Which flavor? Well, what's the asking price? <laughs> Big. Two crumble cookies, lemon cream pies, though. Wow. The GM of the Philadelphia 76ers, after that quote got circulated, took a picture on social media of him standing outside of a crumble cookie and said, at Tobias 31, had to check out the first crumble cookie store. Don't worry, Tobias, no casual fans in sight here. Yeah. And he's got a picture of him standing in front of the store. We like to play a game where we look at, like, famous people, or even less, a little less than famous, I guess. People don't know who this is. If you're a basketball fan, you probably, in any you shape of hardcore, you, you know who Daryl Moore is. That is true. Uh, we like to look at their tweets and decide whether or not they tweeted them themselves. Oh, Give yeah. on this one. <laughs> No period before the at. He tweeted this as a reply to Tobias. Yes. So he tweeted this. This was him. He made. He had his wife take a picture of him in front of crumble cookies, and then he went on his phone and typed this up. Yep. <laughs> Great guy. <laughs> Daryl 100% does all of his own tweets. I guarantee that. Did you know his header on Twitter is Joel Embiid dunking on Jared Allen? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, but that's funny. <laughs> That's crazy. That's an awesome picture. I think a lot of NBA players do their own social media stuff. I would say the yeah. vast majority, honestly. Yeah. The only ones where it would get weird are like those uber famous ones. Right. Yeah. Where they have a whole brand to protect. Yeah. Joel Embiid's uh, Twitter name is Joel in quotes Troel Embiid. Troel. 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 He used to post funny stuff. He's a little quieter these days because he lost. L. Well, he did win MVP. Sure. <laughs> right. On February 2nd, I don't know what this is in reference to. Joel Embiid tweeted, y'all got some explaining to do at NBA. I have no idea what that's referring to. <laughs> Okay. Ryan, do you got any updated thoughts on the 76ers? We talked about them a few months ago when we were talking about, uh, like you said earlier, uh, Markel Fultz, and we discussed the the 76ers and the process and all that stuff. Uh, Several months out here, after the season has ended, what do you think about the Sixers? What are they doing, dude? Oh. Now, um, I don't fall for their traps anymore. Like I said... Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler getting there. That's the last time I believed in anything. Um, now that team lost. And maybe the dumbest game I've ever watched of basketball ever. That's not how basketball should be played or worked. And I don't believe in them anymore. And then they lost this year. And it was pretty embarrassing. And now James Harden wants to leave. Tobias Harris is getting traded for a cookie. <laughs> Danny Ainge is trolling them <laughs> through contract clauses. So you're out. I'm out. Which is good for me because I think my Cleveland Cavaliers are going to reclaim their rightful spot as the third team in the Eastern Conference. I want third. 
Disagree. I think we're getting the one seed this year. All right, buddy. The East run throughs, runs through Cleveland, Rye. You the know North, this. The North does. <laughs> what? No, the East runs through Cleveland. We're, we're the North. <laughs> we're not the North. Toronto's the North. But we beat them so many times, so we took it. Uh, Rye, the NBA is adding a midseason tournament this year, and in order to do that, they put all of the teams into groups. Did you see the group that the Cavs got put in? I did. A perfect chance for us to retake our, our, our spot as third. What did you think of this group? I thought it was an interesting one. Uh, let me pull it up. So there's there's an in-season tournament. There's 30 teams in the NBA. In order to facilitate this tournament, every team was grouped into a group of five where they'll all play each other at midseason, and then it'll all culminate in a tournament at the end. But yeah. we were we were placed in a group with Philadelphia, the 76ers, the Atlanta Hawks, and then two of our division mates, the Indiana yeah. Pacers and the Detroit Pistons. I thought it was interesting. I, I you know, they did it based on on the record last season. Yeah. And presumably going forward that's how they'll do it. I don't know if I love that. It's the best like they this- can do. It's the best they could do. I feel like this would have been a great opportunity to bring back some divisional rival rivals. To just do make just the, the divisions? Make the divisions like feel like they matter again. I mean, they're, you know, three things of five. That's what the divisions are as well. I guess that's not a I bad know. point of, like, why it couldn't have just been the divisions. I know this makes it more balanced, but, like, I don't know. They play the regular season games. There's just one game each to get the seating for it. I think that could have been, could have been neat. Because even still, like, looking at these, so, like, Boston had the two seed last year in the East. They've got a really easy playing group. So what's theirs? So there's Brooklyn, Toronto, Chicago, Orlando. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty easy. Whereas, like, Philly, as the three seed... They got the Cavs. I mean, they're the best team in the league. So, like, what's going on there? Well, so, like, the one with Boston that kind of balances it is is that Boston didn't get, like, one actually, like, awful team because their worst team, yes, they did get lucky with the Brooklyn role, but, like, Orlando isn't going to be a pushover this year. That's, like, a young team that is going to get a lot that better. Is true. Yeah. Whereas, like, the Cavs and Sixers, like, ours is, like, okay, Cavs and Sixers are, like, two of your upper teams in the East. Uh, Atlanta and Indiana, those are like two of like your good teams, like probably both going to make the playoffs. And then, but we did get one of the worst teams in the league with Detroit. Yeah. So. Feels I don't know. Balanced, they, didn't, they didn't explain exactly how they put them in the groups. They just said it was based on. So it was based on last year, but then it was just random. It was random. Like, yeah. so they like cut it up. So there's 15 teams in each conference. They cut it up into groups of three and then each group got one from each tier so like the top three teams yeah yeah could be fun though i think so i i think i'm pretty excited about that but i I think this would have been a good time to make the divisions matter again and that's my one my one issue it was a choice between trying to make the divisions matter again or trying to make sure that this conference uh, this tournament is a little bit more balanced and they went for the balance i I can see the argument either way, but I, I'm with you. I, I I could have seen the argument for the divisions. Uh, I will say, I feel like even if 
we don't advance because you know this is going to be a single elimination thing so like not advancing isn't that crazy i feel like the early rounds of this when we're playing against these four teams that's four teams that should be fun in this in this environment it'll be fun i hope we make it to the actual advancement tournament round based thing i i hope we win the whole thing because they'll do you play all these teams in your group once that determines the seeding the 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 three best teams or the best team from each one plus one wild card goes in the actual bracket oh there's a wild card yes so do 12 teams make it in total then there's four games no so what i'm saying eight is teams no no so there's eight teams so there's six groups yeah so then one from each that's six Oh, okay. And then one yeah. more wild card. Okay, so eight teams make the turn. Okay, I see. Yeah. That's what I believe it is. <laughs> Apologies to our <laughs> listeners because we're trying to verbalize this and talk this through as two people that mostly know how this works. To anybody that does I'm not, not know what we're talking Adam about. Adam Silver go on a stage and just start talking. I'm not doing that. Uh, and for winning anyway. this, you get a turn you get a trophy and that's about it. The NBA Cup is what you get. And you get laughed at. You get the NBA Cup, and then the players get money. Do- I dollar think to, bills. I think, to, I think if Tobias Harris wins the uh, NBA in-season tournament championship MVP honors, I think that he should get a crumble cookie for his on for his uh, hard work. I feel like if he did that, he would like he would do like the Wilt Chamberlain thing where he's like holding the picture that like the, the with 100 written on it. And, you know, he's got that. I feel like if Tobias Harris won the NBA Cup MVP, I feel like he would in the locker room hold up a crumble cookie and take a picture with it. Yeah, dude. I hope that Tobias Harris drops 100 points in the in-season <laughs> tournament championship game and it counts for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Hey, Rye, what kind of rating do you want to give Crumble Cookies? <laughs> okay. Are we rating their cookies, or are we rating each individual cookie? Um, We can do whatever you want. I, I, can, I, I can feel either. Yeah, it's kind of tough. I think we should review all of them individually. Okay. I think that makes the most sense. They're all pretty unique. Yes. Do you want to start? Uh, I, I want to make sure it's clear how I feel about all these cookies. Okay. Let's start with the semi-sweet chocolate chunk. Okay. <laughs> Do you want me to start? <laughs> no, I want to, I want one second so I can decide my ratings. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I'm going to give the semi-sweet chocolate chunk cookie three cookies out of five. Do you want to explain? Or Wait, do you I want me to go? Question? Can I ask a question really quick? Yeah. Have we ever done a half star? I will say this. I'm going to leave this in. <laughs> <laughs> we have not. You can. I'm doing it right now. Do I it. never thought I would. Do it. These are this is a two and a half star cookie. Okay, right down the I middle. This is, I think this is okay. I don't think it's exceptional in anything. I feel like two stars is too harsh to describe this cookie, and I think that three stars is too nice. Two and a half stars to cookies. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> well, what do you think? 
Uh, it's funny. So I, I was kind of where you're at. I'm like hovering between two and three. I like, I was thinking three while I was eating it. And then I was feeling it later now and thinking mm. two. I could go two and a half like you did. I think I'm going to stick with three. It's tasty. I think that if maybe I just had that one quarter of that cookie. <laughs> yeah. Ah, God, but it, should that get negative marks for that? Should Should it be... Well, we're reviewing the whole cookie. Yeah, so should it get negative marks for the fact that I don't think I would eat a whole one of these? I don't think you could. I don't think I could. I, I'm i going to go down to two. I'm going to go down to two. I don't think this well, is... Well, hold on, though, because think about it this way. Pizza. <laughs> you couldn't eat a whole Little Caesars Call of Duty combo pizza yourself. Did I? I don't think not. I gave. I don't think I gave that five stars. I think I gave that two stars. I'm pretty sure you gave it five stars. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, but like a good pizza, I could eat a lot of pizza, and I wouldn't think twice about that. That's well, you definitely would. <laughs> I wouldn't think twice. I would just do it. Ah, man, this is tough. This is tough. I do like your two and a half. I am kind of tempted by the half, but I think I like two because I'm not saying that this thing is awful. This is not one out of five. I'm giving it two out of five because it does still taste good. I think that it's still, but to me, the texture is just completely off. It's just not what I want out of a chocolate chip cookie. And if I'm comparing this to, yes. And if I'm comparing this to the full world of chocolate chip cookies out there, this, this does belong at 2 out of 5, so I'm feeling better about that now that I've thought about it. 2 out of 5, and for all those reasons I said as well about not wanting to eat yeah. a whole thing, etc., etc. The next one I want to do, I'm going to skip around a little bit, because I think this one's pretty similar, and I've got the same rating for this one. That, that's fair. Uh, the peanut butter crisp feature and butterfinger, I'm going to give a 2.5 out of 5 cookies. Okay. It was because, pretty basic, I mean the butterfinger isn't doing a lot here. Just simple cookie. Don't love the texture is a little improved with the crunch, but the cookie itself is pretty simple. Yeah, and I'll bump mine up from a two to a three because I do think that the texture did help in that regard. Yeah, you're right; it doesn't transform the cookie, but I think it's worth that that one that one cookie bump. Yeah. So, and I like I just like Butterfingers in general. I I thought this one was solid. Next, honey bun. Mm-hmm. Your favorite. I like this one. Your favorite. This is my. This is my favorite. I think it's got a good flavor, a good, a unique. Well, the texture is unique, but it's unique for the flavor. Mm-hmm. And it's a good pairing. I think this was tasty. Couldn't eat the whole thing for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna give this four cookies out of five. I'm gonna give it the same as I got gave my last one. I'm gonna go three cookies out of five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the unique flavor I liked. I think that this worked well with the form. I wasn't in love with it, but it it, it works. It works. This 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 is where like these where where crumble is like working as intended to me of like giving you something unique, a unique spin, and it does a solid job at that. So I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'm gonna go three three cookies out of five. Finally, chocolate crumb featuring Oreo. I'm going to go three cookies out of five. Surprising. It's definitely one of those things where I can appreciate that it, I, that this is good and sweet and a good dessert. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not my go-to. 
but it's not something I want to eat. I didn't spit this thing out because I taste the cream cheese and uh, I can't eat that. Mm-hmm. It's sweet. It's enjoyable. It's not for me, but it's good. It was for me. I'm going to go four out of five on this one. It, it was my favorite of the bunch. Yes, it is very sweet, but it's just, it's a wallop. This thing was a punch. It was like, hello, look at what this thing's doing. And it stood out. And I, I think that this is the one that I could see, like, having this in a big group environment. This one kind of stealing the show. You know, I, I could yeah. see this one being the one where it's like, you got you, but you got to try this one. It's tasty. Um, Yes, it's it stood out to me, and it was my favorite of the bunch. So I would say that all in all, I don't know know about you. If I were to kind of give a grade to this whole experience, you know, it, it makes sense to average it out here. I gave a two, a three, a three, and a four. I would call Crumble like a three out of five all rounder. Like the whole Sam, experience. I did the math; it worked. Yeah, yeah, it, it, that that makes sense to me. That that that's what yes. fits. This this is a solid three out of five. I, I bet that <laughs> in the age of like social media and stuff like that, I don't think that Crumble is as bad as maybe some of the like pissed off, like angry social media posts you've seen about it. I also don't think that it's as good as the people like falling over themselves talking about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure you get both of those reactions on social media a lot. You know, funny enough. He was mad about this, but I think that these cookies are about as good as Tobias Harris. Wow. I think ultimately, I think Tobias Harris is three out of five NBA basketball player. Yes. And I would trade him for a crumble cookie. Yeah. If we're saying that like one is like your bench player, like your low end bench player or whatever, yeah. two is like your, your good role player. Three is like a good starter level player. Four is all star. Five is star. Yeah, Tobias Harris is like the definition of like a good starter. (laughs) Wow, Tobias Harris is the crumble cookie of NBA players. He he may not have known it, but he was right. Markel Fultz was not the Chick Fil A chicken sandwich of NBA players. No. Well, maybe, no. maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll Come see. back time. We'll see. <laughs> How old do you think Mark Fultz is? 25. That's a good guess. 25. I, I'm going to guess 24. Okay. 25. Good guess, right? Yes, sir. Nice. This is another thing that we like to do all the time. <laughs> yeah, guess that age. Guess that age. Right, do you know where Markel Fultz went to college? No. <laughs> <laughs> Kentucky. Washington. Ooh. They were yeah, very bad. A, we talked about right. that. I, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. And do you know where Crumble Cookies is from? America. Utah. Oh, which is sort of America. And they they play basketball. That's right. Tobias Harris getting traded to the Utah Jazz. I didn't. This is I saw a guy the other day when I was at work wearing a Utah Jazz Laurie Markinen T-shirt, like a jersey, but not like a like a like a practice one where like the name is vertical in the back. 
So was he like making a stand? Like he hated that the Cavs traded market into the to the Jazz. Yeah, like that happens a lot. Like there's a lot of like people like get the Panthers uh, Baker shirts. Yeah, and that's like that's like their message. Yep. I don't know if people would do that for Laurie Markkinen. I guess this guy was, or maybe he was just a big fan. Well, I mean, Markkinen had a couple of things going for him. Where like, okay, you, yeah, he was like a good slash okay. He was about a Tobias Harris level player for the Cavs. Yeah. But then he got traded for a superstar player, and then Markkinen turned around and for the Jazz became like a better player. He became like an all-star level player. Yeah. So maybe that's part of it. All right, Rye. I think that that was a wide-ranging episode. That was an epic episode. I think I think we we really touched on everything that there is to do with crumble cookies. What do you think of the packaging? Yeah, it's very like modern, millennial. Mm-hmm. It's pink with a minimalist logo on it. <laughs> I like that you keep calling it millennial. <laughs> I don't like these people. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> That's what it looks like to me, dude. It's just like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, I'm on Instagram. When I, when I like see packaging like this, I just think of Apple's influence on packaging. That's interesting. Like that sort of box and everything that feels very like yeah, iPod into iPhone packaging and stuff like that. Well, Steve Jobs is one of the smartest men to live. And he was right. Not Johnny. Good work. Not Johnny, Johnny IV. Johnny Ives. Oh, he didn't do that. They're, that was their uh, their designer, their like industrial designer guy. That's what they tell you, but Steve Jobs is doing all the the real heavy lifting in the back. I mean, okay. <laughs> let's be let's be real. I mean, it's got to just be one guy. Like that's what a savant is. That's a Taurus theory. Daryl Morey yeah. is the only one true architect of the Philadelphia 76ers basketball team. He saved basketball. Did you know that? Anyway. Yeah, dude. Anyway. <laughs> uh, right. That's the end of the show. All right. <laughs> okay. This is, a, this is a funny episode. Okay. Bye. Yeah, this one got a little zany. It's the sugar high. The sugar high got to us, I think. Yeah. Right. Do you remember when Nexon was going to make that video game called Sugar Rush? And then it never released. Oh, yeah. I I played the beta of it. I played the beta of it. Yeah. Yeah. They they made a Kart Racer mobile game. Do you know that? Kart Rider? Kart Rider. That was on PC like years and years ago, and then I think they ended that one as well. All right. Okay, everybody. I would like to thank everyone for listening. This has been another episode of the Podfast Foodcast. I'm Steven. He's Ryan. And this is the end of the show. We'll see you next week. See ya.